welcome back to the kicks and giggles podcast uh you probably fucking hated that and so did i but we're back it's been a fucking minute it's been a minute and i'm back the chair is still making this fucking noise but we're not worried about it um today's episode is the 52nd episode which celebrates a year anniversary there's 52 weeks in a year and there's fucking 52 podcasts in a year, kind of. Except on my podcast, there's not 52 episodes because... Oh, no, there. Okay, well, hold on. What I meant to say there was, on my podcast, it really was like a year on the 48th episode because I did take a week off here and there. But today is the anniversary. It's fucking the 52nd episode, so we're celebrating, okay? That's what I'm trying to say. Um, and to celebrate... I have uh, absolutely nothing special in this in the podcast. I, I have nothing different. But what we are going to do in form of some sort of celebration is we got a Q&A and we got some fucking... You guys asked me some weird shit today and it's really good. Um, that's what I want from you guys. Some guy asked like, where's the strangest place you've ever beat off? One girl asked about uh, getting my ass ate. So it's a fucking... It's a fun classic kicks and giggles episode that has no fucking filter because at the end of the day who wants to have a filter on shit you know and another thing is you can't really see it but in the background on the video podcast i have my new cover art here my brother vince blando at Toonbog on instagram uh he made this for me and i still had to pay him so it's not really like he didn't really make it for free but um he made this for me and uh it looks fucking awesome I'm going to post it on Instagram tomorrow, so if you can't see it on the video podcast because you don't know how to use YouTube, then that's fine, but you should probably learn how to use YouTube, and then you can see it now. But if you don't want to, that's totally cool. It'll be posted on my Instagram tomorrow. Uh, It's just an updated picture of my face. Let me zoom in here. It's an updated picture of my face. You got the earrings. You got the fucking, like, whatever douchebag facial hair I have. It's kind of there. Uh, my hair is in front of my face because I'm kind of in a dark, I'm in dark mode recently. And then on the, all around my face and where it says kicks and giggles, which is in lacing, which looks dope. Um, there's like a middle finger with my tattoo on it and my painted nails. Uh, there's a little like medical vagina drawing with a smiley face on it because we talk about weird shit here. Um, there's a scary face, there's hearts, there's shoes, there's a male and female sign, uh, there's a fucking plane. It's just like everything that I, t- it's what you get. I want people to see this and be like, what the fuck is that? And then listen to my podcast. And then it's like, oh, this makes sense because what the fuck is this podcast? Also, you, there's kind of like a little, you could see this little statue I got in the background. <laughs> oh God. She's going to sit right here. I really wanted it to work where you could like just about see her. Okay, anyways, I got a little Momo statue in the back, which we're not going to talk about today, but we're going to bring her up, uh, we're going to bring her up next episode, I'm, I'm sure. So, um, yeah, you know, I asked, I said, everyone asked me some questions, let's do a classic Q&A, and I think the way that I'm going to structure the podcast this year, this is year two of the podcast, so there's a lot of new things that I have planned for this year, there's a lot of things that I could change that I want to, I want to make better, Um, there, my podcast isn't perfect. You know, it's still a fucking beginner level. Like, I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing. I use GarageBand still, which is like a a noob strategy. 
Um, and, you know, like I still use my phone to record. I have a fucking ring light, which is cool. And I have a blue microphone. It, like I have the, all the beginner shit. Which I'm fine with because I, I'm more of a fan of like if the content is good, it doesn't matter if it's in fucking 480p or 1080p, you know. And uh, iPhone cameras aren't like pieces of shit, you know. You could still see me. You could see my fucking cystic acne scars and all. Um, but for this next year, I would like to acquire a Shure SM7B. I like to get the fucking best microphone out there. Um, I want to, I don't really care. Honestly, I don't give a fuck about having a camera. So the camera quality is going to stay the same, but I do want to, I'm planning on getting this little sound pad thing that I could play sound. It's like a soundboard, but there's a better word for it. It hooks up to your computer. You could play sounds and that's going to be coming soon. So I'm planning on doing some dope shit with like the quality of the, I'm improving the quality of the show. Um, and for the content, I do plan on having Cody Garbrandt on the show. Kendra Lust is still fucking planned to do it. Um, she was actually just here for Mother's Day, but I didn't get to see her because I had to see my mom. Um, I probably would have blown off my mom to see Kendra Lust, though. She was actually busy with her family. It wasn't on my end. But we got a lot of guests this year. And another thing that I'm going to do is... Every three months, we're going to do a question and answer uh, episode. I still like the format of I talk about a topic and then I ask you guys a question on Instagram. You guys answer it. I like it because it's interactive. And I know that being a fan of a podcast, if the podcast host mentions my question, it's like dope. You know, then you feel special. You get fucking hard about it. So um, I want to do that. And or well, I'm going to do that. And what I want to do is every three months, I'm going to do like a question and answer. And people, you could ask me the same question like today and then three months from now, you could ask me the same thing and see if my my answer is different. Um, or it's just going to be like a, a fucking quarter. Is that a quarter of a year? Yeah, quarter year checkup. So we're going to do that. And yeah, I'm sure people ask me about this year of the podcast, so I'll talk about it when I answer questions. Let's just hop right in to the q and I don't know why this shirt is, is like this, but it is. So I'm happy about it. So it's fine. Um, all right, let's read these fucking questions. You know, shut up, Ange. Shut the fuck up. What are you saying? Nothing matters what you're saying. Okay. Um, first question. We're just going to start off with a fucking banger. This one says, "What what's better, eating ass or having your ass ate? Um, I have had my ass ate before. There are three lucky women that have gotten to do that. And by the way, guys, can I just fucking say this? Let's just be real, right? It's weird for a guy to have his girlfriend eat his ass. It's like extremely, it breaks the barrier of like, what, what, what are we? You know, are we some kinky fucking weird couple or do you want to just have normal sex? I can't, I'm not the, I don't like vanilla sex. I don't like to just get in bed, stick my dick in you, and then like leave. Like that's not what I, that's not who I am. I like to do everything. I honestly don't even like to do sex until like the fifth or sixth time that we've hung out. I like to do sex when I know that I care about you as a person, you know, but we'll do all the other shit before. Let's fucking 69. I'll eat your ass. We could fucking go, we could go in the pool. We could go in the pool and fuck. Though, um, I like to do weird shit though is my point. I'm a big foreplay guy. I'm not so much a sex guy. Uh, sex is great and it's fun, but sex is like, 
there's a lot of in-betweens, you know? If I'm at a party and there's a fucking big cake, but then there's cookies and a fucking cupcake, and, and I don't eat like shit that often, but when I'm at a party, I'm eating like shit, okay? If it's a family party or a California fucking big-ass house party, uh, and there's like all these desserts, I'm not just going to go have a piece of cake, you know? I'm going to grab every, like one of each, the fruit tart, the cookie, the fucking bag of t- shitty like chips... I'm doing it all first, and then I'm going to get, like, the big thing at the end. So that's how I relate to it in my sex life. To answer your question, which I didn't do yet because I'm fucking ADD brain, uh, it's better eating ass than having my ass ate, for sure. Having your ass ate as a guy, for oh, what I was going to say was shave. Just shave, you know, or get waxed. If you cannot get waxed because it feels like someone's ripping your heart out of your asshole, I understand. But like, shave your asshole then. Because what you don't want to go down on a girl and she has a hairy ass, you know. So don't let her do it. It's kind of shit. Be considerate is my point. Um, I It feels pretty good. I'm not going to lie. It's a good sensational feeling. But I enjoy, I'm a giver. So I enjoy doing it more, um, especially if like the girl's never had it done before. It's always fun because if she doesn't like it, then she's like, ew, what the fuck? That's weird. And then you laugh and it's funny. So yeah. Um, what's the biggest f- fear you conquered in becoming an entrepreneur? The biggest fear I've conquered. This We went a whole 180. We went from fucking Howard Stern in his prime when he was talking about sexual shit to now like just flip it over Gary V style. The biggest fear I conquered in becoming an entrepreneur was, um, or I would say consistently is, this is not something that it just was this, uh, consistently the fact that there is no end road, there is no like, or not, there's, okay, there's no end, okay, it's hard to, the light at the end of the tunnel isn't like shining too bright, all right, that's what I'm going to fucking say, I'm going to be just basic as fuck about this. Let me explain. Okay. I, my goal isn't clear. That's what I'm trying to say. Like when you go to college for four years, you know that if I get this, if I get this degree, I can go into this medical field and get this job and I'm going to be making this money. It's all very like, you know what the fuck your, uh, your goals are going to be or not even your goals. You just know where the end is going to be. Like, you know, your milestones already. I don't really know my milestones. I never knew I was going to be on the Elvis Duran show. I never knew I was going to be on the Burtcast. They happen and they're awesome. But when they're not happening, then it's like, fuck, man. Like, what am I doing with my life? There's plenty of times where I feel like I am a fucking loser. But then I have to, like, rationally think and tell myself, like, I've only been doing the podcast for a year. People did their shows for 10 years before getting on air. um, And, you know, just bite your tongue. So... I think it's the the lack of like knowing my end, like what the fuck is going to come from it. I have goals. I want to be on television. I want to be on the radio, but like, it's not clear. It's, it's not exactly like this is promised to happen if I do the podcast for five years or if I meet this guy, I'm going to get this job and make this amount of money. So the, yeah, the lack of, of, fucking knowing where the end is, uh, is probably the biggest fear I've conquered and facing or in becoming an entrepreneur, which I don't really consider myself an entrepreneur, but I appreciate that. Uh, what's an experience that, or moment that you would say woke you up? Um, uh, experience or moment that I would say that woke me up 
fuck. I don't, there's so many. There are literally so many. I'm going to get back to this one. The next one says, what's your biggest insecurity? My fucking teeth is one of them because my teeth aren't that great. Um, and then my acne scars, that's physical. Um, on, on the inside of who I am, an insecurity that I have is that I know, I know that I'm a bitch when it comes to like, I hang out with a girl and then I could easily be like, oh my God, like unless she's like 45 years old and I know that it's like strictly a hookup. If a, if a girl my age, like 20, 25, 27, 23, like someone that I could see myself dating, I will like always tell myself the best things about this person regardless. A girl could tell me that she's addicted to any drug and that she's like been down the fucking worst path ever. And like the first thing, because I have a good fucking heart, is not like, oh, fuck that, I'm running from it. Like this girl's a piece of shit. The first thing I think is like, I want to save you. Like, let me be in your life and let's fucking grow. Let me help you. That's bad. That's a fucking bad thing because it's nice and it and, and it's good because you're a good person, but the consequences of being that person could be really, really fucking bad. And uh, I don't know. I have a tough time knowing when to be selfish is basically when it is. I always want to give second chances. I let people walk all over me a lot. And it's a fucking character flaw. This guy says, strangest place you've rubbed one out. And when he says that, he means strangest place that I've jerked off in. Uh, the answer to this question, I think, is in an airplane. And now I know you're thinking, uh, that's fucking pretty fucked up. And you know, in an airplane bathroom, let me just show, let me just explain. You open the fucking baby door, right? Baby ass door. You open it, you walk in, there's a disgusting toilet. And I don't use public bathrooms. Like, I do not... I won't even go to the fucking bathroom if I'm on a plane for eight hours. I will make sure my dick and balls know that we are not, we're not seeing any fucking sunlight for the next eight hours, okay? Um, I'm, I, I don't do that. I trained myself in school. Every day I would go to school for fucking seven hours. I would never go to the bathroom. Never have. But um, I, I guess in this case, I had to. I didn't go to the bathroom still, but I went in there to jerk off. So... Uh, in there, you open the baby ass door, you get in. It could only fit like six. No, it can't even fit six people. An airplane bathroom could probably fit like three people max, maybe two. Um, and there's a mirror right there. So like, I was just like so fucking horny on the plane. I don't really know why because it's disgusting. But I like washed my hands with this fucking hand sanitizer and then this bleach shit. I fucking beat off in the plane uh, I didn't finish because during my session of trying to beat off, I like look in the mirror because <laughs> it's like right there. And I just thought like, how fucked up am I for doing this? Like I could just go home and not jerk off. And there's plenty of people on this plane that didn't jerk off today and they're fine with it. But what kind of sick fucking addiction do I have to jerking off that I need to get in this disgusting bathroom fuck and then beat off, you know? So when I saw myself in the mirror, I just got this like, ex like extreme disgust. And then I just kind of like, you know, zip my pants up, put my fucking shit on, went back to my seat and kind of had those, just the plain ride of shame. So <laughs> I'm glad you guys could experience that. I, hey, 
I don't feel bad. You fucking people do fucked up shit. People kill people, all right? I jerked off in a plane. That's one of the worst things I've ever done. And, you know, hey, what, what are you going to do? Um, favorite sexual experience. This is a hard one because, like, I don't know. Like, that's such a broad question. Favorite sexual experience. Probably, like, the first time I hooked up with a woman that was over 35. Um, I don't know. Even that wasn't that great. I would have to say, like, probably the first time I ever had sex because that's, like, the first time you, like, holy shit, there's a vagina and then this goes in that? Whoa. So it's, like, probably that, you know, probably when I was fucking 12 and lost my virginity. Uh, my mom wants to know why you swear so much. Because I don't give a fuck. That's why. Um, I swear because it's part of who... Because I don't give a fuck. I do whatever I want to do. And if you don't like it, then your mom fucking see ya. You know what I mean? I don't gotta fucking... It's like, I swear because I want to swear. And if you don't enjoy... It's almost the same as me painting my nails. It's just because I want to do it, you know? And... And if I know that people don't like people that swear or people don't like people that paint their nails, then you're fucking, you are out, all right? You're fucking not, then I don't want to talk to you. If you can't handle me swearing, then why are we talking, you know? Like, if you're worried about such little shit that like, oh, he swears, he's not allowed in my house. Well, didn't want to fucking go there anyways, you know? So that's that's just how my personality is. And you can even see it in how I'm reacting to this question. Because, like, I'm a little bit, there's a little fucking, a little bit of triggered in me. And I feel, and I know it. So it's just because, like, you know how many teachers told me not to swear? My friend, my girlfriend's parents, my girlfriend would give me a pep talk, don't say the F word. And then I'd be at the table and I'd be like, well, yeah, fuck that. And then the parents would be like, excuse me, you're at the table. And I hated all of that. Then I would just want to get up, throw my plate in the dad's face, and then tell them to all go fuck themselves. Because it's like, don't, that's not what we're worried about. Plus, I'm a very honest person, so honest people tend to swear more. And if you don't swear, then you could be a liar. That's, I think it's a fact, but I don't really fucking know. Let's visit the question again. What's an experience or moment that you'd say woke you up? Um, I would say when I got my heart broken. Um, no, that's, a, that's false. Dude, I don't know, like, when I cheated on my girlfriend is one of them, because it woke me up because I was like, this is not how you treat people, and like, this hurts me and her, and I broke my own heart multiple times. Um, that's like one of them. Uh, another one that woke me up was uh, when I got held gunpoint when I was selling shoes, that like, that woke my fucking, my bank account up for sure. Cause it was like, we're not making money this way. Like you're not going to go to fucking Anglewood and meet a guy for shoes or belts or whatever. We're not doing that. So you better find out a new way. And I like strictly ever since that day, I literally like I just started, uh, shipping always a kid could be 20 minutes from my house and I'd be like, Nope, I'm shipping or you have to pay first. So that really had a big effect on my life going forward, especially with business. Business is a huge part of my life. So I would say that was one of my fucking most woken moments of the, of my life. Um, I want to give a better one, but that's, that's the one I'm going to give for now. Uh, this guy says, this is hang hangover candle company. Shout out to my boy. Uh, are the candles still burning and smelling good? They are burning fantastic. I got to be honest with you though. Uh, I got about halfway down to one and I fucking dropped it and it cracked. So I can't use that one, but I turn it the other way and I just look at it. So the other one though, the fucking brownie batter one is, is killer. 
Um, yeah, a oh, favorite sexual experience. I answered that. Dream place to travel. It's still Alaska. Okay, I love Alaska. I think it's fucking great. I want to get a tent and just or something to lay outside in and see the northern lights. I want to do that. This girl says, what made you want to be famous? Um, you know, when you're young and you see like people driving nice cars and drive, wearing clothes that they want to wear and like it seems like they have no fucking worries. Becoming famous, let me take this off. Becoming famous seems very like cool, you know. Um, it's Who the fuck wouldn't want to be famous is basically what I'm saying. Who would see someone with all the money in the world like sleeping with fucking beautiful models every day and be like, that sounds like shit. You know what I mean? So it was, it was appealing when I was younger. Um, but what really kind of like made me want to, it was, it became really became less and less about that. I have a friend who is a fucking billionaire. They own like the family is straight billionaire status. Like they have all the money in the world. They have a beautiful home. They have like seven other houses in other places. They have a plane. The other guy has a personal jet. One guy's got a Ferrari. They are like balling out and spending time with him realize like helped me realize like that the fame is not about the fucking money because these people aren't famous. They're just extremely wealthy, but how they treated people and how people treated them was what gave me like a little bit of a wake up call. What do I want? I want fame because I want to know that I can make other people in the world laugh and make other people smile. I want people all around the world to DM me and ask me advice on questions and be a fucking Dr. Phil to all of my fans. I think that that, or friends and family, uh, I think that that is the part that's that's where the charm comes in and like being famous. It's not about the money. I literally could make $80,000 a year, which is still a lot, but that would be like perfect to me. I got enough money to pay for a little fucking condo and buy myself food. That's all I need. I don't care about money anymore. I literally don't. Uh, I care about you, all of you guys uh, listening to my show and saying one day, I was listening to him when he was in his room and now he's on television. Or I remember when you were in your room with a fucking light or I saw you in New York when you were 18 years old and now I'm coming paying tickets to see you live on a talk show. That is the shit that I want to do because I think that that gives me the fucking, that like ser serves my purpose in life or helps me serve my purpose in life at least. So it's, it's really, um, it's just like the romance of knowing that I can put a smile on so many people's faces. And I've had people tell me that I change their mood all the time. I have people tell me that they're going through some of the deepest shit. When the kid with autism uh, heard my response on that podcast where I was like tearing up, uh, he was tearing up from it. And to know that like I can bring that to people makes me feel like I don't even have to live for myself anymore. I got to live for you guys. So... It, it, there's an, there's a really fucking burning passion uh, down there to do that for you guys. So that's why. If you could... Oh, what's the most awkward sex experience you've had? Probably the one where the girl had a nosebleed when she was blowing me and turned the lights on and there was blood everywhere. That was like definitely one of them. Um, most awkward though? One girl... Uh, this was like a while ago... I was in my basement having sex with a girl in front of my friends. My friends were like literally on the other side of the basement playing NHL and we were just behind them. 
and we just like needed to fuck, I guess. And while I'm having sex with her, she yells like, oh yeah, fuck my cheerleader pussy. And my friends look at me and just start dying laughing. And even I started dying laughing. And we were just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I don't know. That was, it wasn't really awkward. It was more funny. But for my friends, it was probably pretty awkward. And like, don't say that. You know, you're fucking, it's, it doesn't work. If you're a girl out there or woman, female, whatever the fuck you are, or a man or a, whatever, uh, don't do that. Leave it to porn stars. It's strictly porn because like you're in your bed watching a video and they're talking. So it's like hot, but it's because you're alone that they're talking to you. When someone's here, you have a body to like grab and like you have someone to fucking love. So don't be like, oh yeah, fuck me with that big dick. Like, no, it literally turns me off or I feel like it turns most people off. So I get it. You're trying to be hot because you know that it happens in porn. Don't do that shit. Please don't. Uh, if a guy's into that, he will tell you. I like a little bit of verbal stuff. It's one thing to like bag or like whatever, but that shit is a straight no. That's a no go. Um... If you could have an animal as a pet, what would it be and why? What the fuck else would I have as a pet? A rock? If you could have any... Oh, if you could have any animal as a pet. Okay. I thought it just said if you could have an animal. All right. Um, It would be a white tiger and I'd have him in my backyard and we would fucking play hopscotch when when, he, when I was bored or sad. All right. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's my answer. This girl says, would you fuck me? Uh, you have, you have a child, so I don't feel comfortable. And you, you have a newborn. She has a baby that's like one years old and like that's, and she still has a husband. So no, we're going to just, we're going to say no there. But if you were single and your son was like 20 and you were like 50, then I would be in, but I can't, not, not with a newborn, you know, I can't be like having sex with you knowing that your child is like locked in a room somewhere else. That's like so fucked. Not locked in a room, but like, you know, I just, no, no. Would you ever do anal? Like from a guy's perspective, what is the fucking hype? Uh, well, I have done it before many times and the hype is, here's the hype. Okay. A vagina is, is it's very, it's like a different, it's just, it's a different thing. Okay. A vagina is more loose when you're, when you're going in and like you can fit two fingers or three fingers in a vagina most of the time, pretty comfortably. Right. And it's very slippery because of the natural oils and juice not really oils, juices that a woman's producing when they're horny. So it's easy to like get in a vagina. It's a lot easier than it is to get in a vagina than it is in a butthole, but a butthole you can use a lube with, which makes it easier to go in. And it's a lot tighter. So it feels like a picture, a Tempur-Pedic pillow that's wrapped in a ring and putting your dick in that. And it like, dude, it's just like a great experience. I can't even like, it's different than a vagina. Okay. Some people might know what I mean. Some people might not, but if you haven't done it, you got to try it. And the other thing is it's, it's how you do it. That is the hype. Okay. And it's how you do it that ruins the experience for a lot of people. If a guy just gets you in his bed and then just literally like licks his fingers, puts him in your ass for a second, and then just tries to fuck you, your asshole will rip open and you're probably going to bleed. Okay. Now this is where we get fucking no, there's no filter here. Um, 
you have to literally like put one finger in while you're fingering her at the same time or him. Uh, <laughs> you got to finger your partner in the asshole first with one finger. Start out, get some lube, lube up your second finger. You got to get them ready unless you have like a thin dick and one finger works. That's fine. But some people are different. Some people have to use like two and then go to three. And then after three fingers, now you know that they're, they're going to be more vulnerable. They're, they're more vulnerable to receive size without pain because you've warmed them up. Right. And then you fucking put a condom on probably, uh, or don't, you know, you don't have to, but I think you're risking like some shit, like literal shit disease. If you don't, but sometimes, you know, if, if it's clean, you know, anyways, um, then you lube up and you go in and she can enjoy it because it's not like it didn't go from pin needle hole to fucking ripped open this big. It went from like gradually opening and now it's now she's comfortable. Also a big part or he's comfortable. A big part of uh, anal is that if they trust you and if they're, if it's like literally, if they are not comfortable, if they are nervous, if they do not trust you, their butthole will not be able to open like that because something to do with the mind and like how nerves work, your asshole is like tightened up. And when you try to do something with that person, they're not going to be able to open up. And that's a sign that they're not ready. If their butthole is like very loose, not loose, but like if they're willing to like take a finger in and it doesn't tighten up and they're not freaking the fuck out, then they're comfortable with you. They're relaxed. They trust you and you're ready to fucking go. So that's how to have anal sex with Angelo Blando. Um, hi, mom and dad and my aunt that's like 70 and my grandma that's like 75. I don't think my grandma listens to this. I think my aunt does though. Um, anyways, who's your favorite British girl? Uh, Georgia, for sure. Shout out to Georgia. Dude, the fucking British accents or like London accent, whatever the fucking accent is. English, I don't know what it's called, but that accent is so hot. Like, I, I'm not going to do it because it sounds like shit when I do it, but yeah. Fuck, marry, or kill. Rosie O'Donnell, Betty White, and Melissa McCarthy. Um, I don't know who Melissa McCarthy is. Melissa McCarthy. I know, like, all the oldies are saying, like, what the fuck? How do you not know who that is? Oh, I know her. Maybe. Okay. She's cute. Um, Rosie O'Donnell. We're going to just pull up all these pictures. Rosie O'Donnell. Okay. No, she's not. She's not. She's not all that, you know, but I think she's funny. I think a lot of people hate her, but dude, she's like pretty funny. Kind of. She's kind of funny. Okay. Um, Betty White. I think I know Betty White is a fucking jilf. Dude. Shout out to Betty White. I really want her to do the podcast, so maybe we'll get her on one day. But, uh, but we got a short uh, we got a short amount of time before she could get on, so we better hurry it up. Um, fuck, marry or kill. I only am gonna kill Betty White because she's on her way out. You know, she's closer to being she's closer to her end days than a lot of than Rosie O'Donnell, and Melissa McCarthy. You know, so I would just say, hey. These, they, they got 40 more years left. You got like six, maybe. So we're going to fucking pull the plug on you. Um, now I would look at Rosie O'Donnell and I would say, look, we could, let's, let's go. We're going for it. And she would be like, what do you mean? And then we would start having sex. And then Melissa McCarthy, after I have sex with Rosie O'Donnell, I would turn to Melissa McCarthy 
and I would say, will you marry me? And uh, that's how I would do it. And I would probably live a unhappy life for the rest of my fucking days. Have you ever had an experience with a spirit or angel or someone who's passed? I got to start going doing these fast because there's a lot left and I wanted to do them all. Uh, No, I haven't. Last time you got a blowjob was um, two weeks ago, I think. Yeah, two weeks ago about. Uh, This guy just says, talk a lot about sexual. Uh, I don't know what that means. And then he says, get really personal and deep. I can't think of questions, but that's the best side of you. Like, okay. What do you want? Like, okay, I'm doing, that's what I'm doing right now. I don't know how I'm supposed to like, just get really personal and deep right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, my, my mom died. You know what I mean? Like I don't, she didn't die, but, uh, I don't know how to do all that. So just listen to the show. And if you think that some point I'm getting deep, then you'll be happy. And then this is for you. I really don't like how this shirt is fucking fitting me right now. What's the, the weirdest and strangest dream you've ever had? Um, the weirdest and strangest dream I've ever had. This is fucked up and I'm just going to say it right now. I literally have had a dream that I, someone in my family, oh dude, this is what's fucked. And I remember it vividly. Someone in my family like did something bad. Um, I caught them with like my ex-girlfriend or something and I, I don't have my keys with me. I took my key and I put it between my fingers and I remember getting on top of them and fucking punching them so many times that like the key was going in and out of their skin and like ripping their face open and uh, just like beating them to a bloody fucking pulp and they were dead. And it was someone in my family and I did it because they were hooking up with my girlfriend. That was the fucked, most fucked dream I had. And what I realized was it was because I had just watched the the movie Upgrade, which has a scene where a guy's like face gets bloody and like in a very fucking vivid way. And I kind of connected those two. What's the craziest thing you've done to get with a girl? This one I actually do know the answer to. I walked. It was like with with two of my friends. I wasn't alone. But I walked like four hours to this girl's house on a school night because they wanted us all to come over. And like it was me and my two buddies and then her and her two girlfriends. So like we all were like hooking up. We were in our hot tub all night long. Stayed up for till the next day. Went to school together. It was a fucking great night. But like walking four hours to see a girl would never do, ever. I don't give a fuck who it is. Uh, Even if it was Jennifer Aniston, I would drive. And if I couldn't drive, then... Well, no, I I would do it for Jennifer Aniston or Sandra Bullock. But anyone else, no. What's your favorite position overall? Um, If you just mean like position sitting down, I like to sit with my... My left leg, like here's my legs. I like to sit with my left leg like this, like kind of propped up because that's how I do it right now. I have my, my laptop with me. I don't know why my voice cracked. I have my laptop with me <laughs> uh, at all times right on my lap. And this is how I sit. So sitting down, that's my go-to position. If you're talking about sex, which is probably what you're talking about, I'm a big fan of like, okay, here's how it goes. It's like doggy style, but like the girl gets in doggy style on the edge of my bed. I stand because I'm tall. I got lengthy fucking legs. One of my feet is on the floor and then the other one is like arched over her back, right? So then you just get this like fucking pelvic driving 
motion. And it's like, you're basically like, okay, here's another position that I like. The girl goes on the floor on her shoulders and her back is against your bed. So her legs are like, her, her feet, the bottom of her feet is like at the ceiling, not touching the ceiling, but like pointed towards the ceiling. So she's basically upside down. And then you get like crisscross with her and you just kind of pile drive fucker. Uh, that's, that's a great position. It's really fun. Um, I'm a big fan of reverse cowgirl kind of, uh, I'm only not because a lot of people that are 20 to 25 don't know how to have sex and don't know what they're doing. That's another reason why I like older women because they know what the fuck is going on. Um, what's the first podcast you listen to consistently? It would definitely be, um, Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast. I think Bill Burr is fucking hilarious. The only reason why I stopped listening to him is because I kind of stopped listening to all podcasts after I started mine because I didn't want to like take their ideas, even if it was subconsciously. Like I hear him talk about something and then I give my take. I didn't want to like fucking do that. I think a lot of podcast hosts don't listen to other podcasts, but Bill Burr's was first. Chris D'Elia's, I listened to the first 50 episodes like religiously and then I stopped because I started my own show but his like both of theirs fucking hilarious Burtcast I listen to a f- uh, handful of I haven't listened to every single one there's so many same with Joe Rogan it's like those shows they intimidate me because there's a thousand fucking episodes like when are you gonna start you know this one says what's the hardest part of your journey are you grateful for it the hardest part of my journey is um I would say the money part is pretty hard because it's like there's months where I make a lot of money and like lately the past couple months I haven't made shit and like I'm not working a part-time job. I'm not really traveling. There's not the hardest part of my journey is the fucking roller coaster when it's down Uh, because when it's down, especially when you're me and you're like, I'm also very vulnerable to feeling fucking depressed sometimes because a girl fucked me over or some days I'm sitting in my room being a little bitch and like very sad and like can't leave the house. And like, I go through some of that. So when you're down already because of a person or how someone affected you and then your work isn't really bringing you up now, nothing can bring you up because now I feel like. I'm not going anywhere with my life. I'm not really making money. I'm not meeting with anyone right now. There's no business going on for me. And my love life is shitty. This girl hurt my feelings really fucking bad. Why do I get so attached? Now I'm starting to pick things about myself that I don't like. So it's like I get these days, man, where I just have fucking low lows, where I just ask myself all these questions. I feel like shit. I feel like I don't care. I don't want to do this podcast. I don't want to try. And then the next day I wake up And I'm like, you're being such a little cunt right now. Like, you can't be like that. Which is why I don't act on my emotions a lot. I wait until my rational part of my brain kicks in because I know that I'm aware of what I have when it comes to, like, anxiety and shit. And I don't have clinical depression or any of that. But I definitely have times where I get low lows and that's what I'm aware of. So I know that if I'm feeling like shit and I have one of those nights, I know that the, I just need to shut the fuck up because the next day I'm going to be able to counter all of those negative things that I'm saying. And the next day I'll wake up and say, this girl fucked me over, but hey, this girl's interested in me. Or this meeting didn't go well, but hey, I have this one in August. This didn't happen well, and now I'm countering them in a productive fucking positive way. So 
that's the hardest part. And yeah, I'm grateful for it because if I didn't feel the low lows that I feel sometimes, I would never be able to like be grateful and appreciate little things in life. Um, would you rather have penis-sized nipples or a nipple-sized penis? Um, well, that's the thing. If I had a small penis, um, then... If I had a small dick... I would rather have dick-sized nipples because then it's like, it's small anyway. So it's just like big nipples because a penis-sized nipple, wait, a nipple-sized penis would be like extremely small, especially mine. Like I have the smallest nipples in the fucking game. Here they are, guys. <laughs> and they're so small that if my dick was that small, like you you just couldn't have sex. So... There it is. I, I hope. Can you imagine if the thumb line is me with my nipples out? That would be great. I'm, I'll leave it if it is. Um, call your grandpa sometime because he misses you. Grandpa Dominic, I love you with all my heart. I can't call you right now because I'm using my phone, but I hope you could hear this at least. And everyone else in my family, but Dom, you reached out to me, so I got to give you the, the personal shout out. Um, this guy says, what are the chances I marry a low-key celebrity or an Insta model like she's low-key famous? Stop worrying about that and focus on finding someone that you care about. Uh, it literally does not matter if she has a thousand Instagram followers or 10 million. If she doesn't know how to love you and respect you and honor things that you care about in a woman, then it's not. it doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck if Tana Mojo came up to me and wanted to date me. I would think, no, you're trashy as fuck. Like, my rules are my rules. You fucking do drugs. You fuck guys on camera. Like, you have shitty, slutty tattoos. You post pictures of you all the time, like, butt-ass naked. No, not my. I'm not bringing that home to my mom. If a girl has five Instagram followers, but she treats me like a fucking gold, the gold that I treat her like... Uh, and we both see eye to eye and we get along, then she's the one. So the chances are, I don't give a fuck. Uh, but if that's what you're looking for, then you're, you're, you're in the wrong fucking, you're in the wrong fucking bowl, buddy. All right. <laughs> um, he also asked the question again in like a different way. This guy says, two people asked me this. What are your, what's your take on abortion being banned in Alabama and like whatever other country that it happened? I said, can you briefly explain what happened? He said, they're trying to pass a law in Alabama where abortion gets banned. And if any doctor does it, they get they go to prison for 99 years. I think this is like extreme and I'm like surprised by it, I guess. But like, yeah, I mean, that's fucking murdering a child. So like, yeah, go to jail then because you killed my son. Or my daughter. And even though it's by choice, it's still like it's still equivalent to murder, in my opinion. I used to say a lot that if I got a girl pregnant right now, I would probably abort it. And that's probably fucked up. And as I think about it more or thought about it more, I realized like, no, you like that's you can't do that. Cause it's just fucked up, you know? And it's it makes it easier for me because I can still go live my life and do things and I don't have to worry about a kid. But that's extremely selfish of me to think that way. And uh, another person's life is starting and you are stopping it. That's shitty. So I, I'm a fan of this. You know, abortion should be banned. And I think it'll probably eventually be banned in all 50 states because isn't it the same as like killing a newborn child? 
Like, it's not really the same, but, like, it kind of fucking is. I don't know. That's just me. I'm dumb. So, if you don't agree with me, that's fine. But that's just how I look at it. This girl says, I'm going to write you a few. We're almost done here. But I, I really like answering these, if you can't tell. I have fun doing this shit. So, first one. Most important lesson you learned from life after high school. Uh, most important lesson I learned after high school was that amount of friends that you have will not fucking make you happier. It does not matter. You can have two friends that are fucking amazing and it's better than having 50 piece of shit friends. I lost a lot of friends. I lost a lot of people in high school and that was the one thing I learned. I have my great friends now. I got Maria. I got Carter. I got Sophie. I got Jack. I got fucking, I don't want to forget about anyone. So now I got to really go in fucking Abby's like a new one, you know, um, there's so many people, Mara, fucking Dan, Vince Sacamino, all these people that I have that I grew up with that are like my squad. And I happen to have a family that loves me unconditionally for the most part. Uh, my brothers, I have three brothers. I fucking love them to death. My dad is my best friend. My mom is my other best friend. Uh, my grandparents, I'm so close with the few people that I have that I don't give a fuck to have like groups of people that I go party with or groups of people that I go out with. I have my fucking squad, you know? So that's, that's that. It doesn't matter about, I'm more of figuring out the quality of people that I am of like trying to get 80 people, you know, quality over quantity is what I learned. Like, what is this fucking shirt? God fucking damn it. All right. Next one. Thoughts on James Charles drama now. Okay. James Charles, Tati, Jeffrey, I fucking watched all of this, and I'm a big fan, I've been a big fan for, like, probably two years now, but this is a separate thing, and I'm gonna get get to this next episode, or the following one, I have, like, the fact that I took this break felt so good for me, because I could just, like, regenerate some new ideas and, like, topics, I, like, got dried out, took a week off and now like the next episode I know what it's going to be about the following I know what it's going to be about I have like the next four episodes of the podcast planned out so I'm happy I did that and the next few podcasts I will get to that um what's the craziest thing you've ever done for love um probably give like eight hours a day to one person's like yeah committing in a relationship is like the biggest thing I've ever done because people don't realize that's a big fucking thing to do. Like you now, if you're sad, I'm sad. If you're upset, I'm upset. None of my fucking day can go good unless your day is also going good. Being in love is like the craziest thing I've ever done for love. You know, like giving all of that time to someone, even when I'm not in love, if I'm talking to a girl and I give you my time, like, and it, it, I, I hate to say it like that because it's like, who the fuck do I think I am? My time is so precious. I'm not saying it in that way. I'm just saying it as like, I am, instead of doing my own shit for five hours or 10 hours or whatever, where I'm calling you and talking to you for eight hours, I'm staying up until 4am to talk to you. You come over in the middle of the night, I'm staying up for you. Like I'm risking sleep deprivation the next day, being tired, missing work, missing school, whatever the fuck it is. Like I'm giving that because I want to be with you. I like you so much that I don't care how the next day goes. I don't care if the fucking, if I lose my job or whatever the fuck, like I have you and I'm happy about it. So once you fuck that up, then it's like, then you realize like I did all of this for this person 
And that is the craziest thing I've ever done because now you look back on it and you're like, why the fuck did I give her all that time? That's, that's kind of my answer. Giving time to someone. Uh, what's the biggest deal breaker in a new relationship for you where you decide you've got to dip out? Uh, losing trust, which happens to be interesting because there's someone out there that just broke my trust and we were supposed to be good, but she kind of fucked up. So this is going to seem like I'm calling you out, but I'm not, even though I just did. Um, but yeah, man, like a new relationship, especially, uh, if, if I don't trust you, it's not, it's not going to work. And I've been hurt plenty of times in the past where I've been dating a girl and I got cheated on, or she lied to me multiple times or something fucking happened. She started talking to another guy, long relationships or short relationships. I've been hurt and it's partially my fault because I'm very emotional and I become very like, I don't know. I just am a bitch sometimes. And part of it's their fault because usually they're the ones that hurt me. So now I've came to the conclusion that like, if I can't trust you, if you fuck up my trust, I'm not giving you a second chance. It's maybe it's shitty. A lot of people deserve a second chance, but I'm not doing it right away. And if I do do it, it's going to take a few months. I need to see that you change. I need to see that your actions are different. Like because if I'm dating someone, it's serious now. I'm a fucking adult. So somewhat. Uh, yeah. Like I'm, if I'm dating you, it's going to probably go to like we get mo- we move in together and shit. I'm not in high school anymore. It's not just like we see each other in class and then two months later we break up. So trust is the biggest thing that if it's not there, we ain't fucking working out. Um, what's the one thing that everyone misunderstands about me? I would say... Probably how new people, I don't think, understand how genuinely kind of a person I am, how good I want for other people, how like non-selfish I am. It comes off as differently because of the paint and nails, the black, whatever the fuck. But I do, which is another episode that I'm going to be talking about soon, was a conversation I had with my mother that was bizarre. But um, people look at me and they could judge me, right? And when you look at someone that looks this way, you might think certain things, but at my core, even even when I talk, like the first time I meet people, usually I'm joking around and I'm a little bit of a hard ass. I like to come off as a very hard person or like not very, okay, now you're going to think like I'm a rock hard when I'm talking to people. That's not what I meant. I mean, like I come off as like kind of a douchebag personality. Like I don't give a fuck about you. But then once I fucking open that door and let you in, like you're like in and like I'm probably the most loving, kind, like generous person that a lot of people have ever fucking met, but they don't get that when they first meet me or first see me. So a lot of people misunderstand how kind of a person I am because of how they view me or the first conversation we have together. So I think that's it, you know, or especially how humble I am. But I tell you guys, I love you almost every other episode or something. So, all right, we got a few more. How frat are you? Not frat at all. What's your biggest fear? Um, my biggest fear, uh, being a loser, failing, being like not succeeding, not doing my goals. That's my biggest fear. Would you ever go skydiving? Yes. From black nails to gauges, how goth are you? I don't think I'm goth. Like I really don't. I think goth has a lot to do with like rituals and shit. And like, I'm not doing that. It's a style that I've like fucking, uh, I don't know. What the fuck is the word? It's a style that I'm like doing, but I don't think it's like goth. I just think it's like 
this is how I feel. It's more of a rebellious thing for me, honestly, than it is like, I love the color black, even though I do, but I've always loved the color black and I, I don't know, I'm just doing my own shit, you know? What's your biggest fear? I already answered that. Okay, answered those. What do you want to do on the podcast in the next year? Um, like I said, I want to have the guests on. I want to have, probably my brothers are going to be on the show. I really want to have my grandparents on the show, but I don't know how I'm going to structure it. But I think that would be fun to like talk about like the old fucking, when they were kids, what was going on and how they look at life differently now. I want to do that because it's like, I would enjoy that so much. So hopefully I'm going to do that. My family members, some of them I want to have on the show, maybe do like just a fucking all around, like me, my cousins and my brothers. I don't know. There's a lot of things I want to do. I would like to get, I don't know, like I kind of explained already, the quality I want to improve. So yeah, but having people on the show is something that I want to do better because if I have any future of like being a fucking talk show host or whatever, I need to practice having people on the show and not necessarily interviewing them, just talking with them on the show, you know, knowing that I could keep up conversations with people that isn't scripted. Uh, so I have a lot of learning to do this year, but I think that I'm going to fucking test it out and I think we're going to do it. Um, who's the rudest slash most difficult person you sold shoes to? I'm not going to say his name, but there's a guy that's a fucking comedian and man, he's just a, I just spilled my water. <laughs> he's just a fucking dick, man. Like he refuses to pay me first. And then he says he's going to pay me when the shoes come in and then the shoes come in and then he like doesn't pay me for like three weeks and it's just shitty and he's a great guy. He's funny. He's hilarious. He's a good person. But when it comes to business, he's a total dick and uh, that's, I hate customers like that. Most people I just say no to and like I don't really sell to them now anymore, but for the first few times, it's like you're a celebrity, so I got to ship to you, but then like pay me the fucking money first. Uh, they, uh, so I'm not even going to get into that. Would you consider yourself successful? Oh, when would you consider yourself successful and who's your biggest idol? Um, I got a lot of idols, you know, I idolize my father. I idolize my mom. I idolize Gary Vaynerchuk. I idolize Howard Stern fucking, I don't, there's so many people, um, let me think of who else. Honestly, I idolize Chief Keef. I know that sounds fucked, but like a guy that came from like a true rags to riches story, even though it was with hip hop and it's different. Like I idolize the story that people have. My dad has a great fucking rags to riches story. Um, my mom has, I idolize her because of a lot of the things that she's dealt th like dealt with in life and how she accepts problems that come up in her life and how she gets through them and like her positive attitude to like keep like maintain a good person while getting all these fucking curveballs thrown at you like how she functions as a happy person I think I idolize that about my mom my brothers even there's so many things like I look up to so many people I am an extremely humble person so I, I idolize fucking almost everyone that's in my life for some reason that's why I have them in my life is because I want to learn from them, you know? Um, what's your favorite shoe of all time? These shoes right here, bread ones. These are the fucking best. This is definitely not my favorite shirt of all time. If that's what you're asking, dude, this is, this is like a dope tattoo and all, but it's not finished and it looks like shit. So figured I'd show you guys that. Now we're going to talk really quickly because it's at an hour. All right. Look at these fucking shoes. Thank you guys for all submitting your questions, by the way. 
Um, I think I answered them all. That was like 48 questions. Thank you all. I really, from the bottom of my heart, I love you all. If you're watching this, if you're listening, I fucking love you all, okay? I want you to never forget that because whether it's 50 questions or 500, I want to always answer everything you guys say because the fact that you're saying something means the fucking world to me. Um, now let's talk about shoes. This is a, this is a trophy room Jordan collab. I don't know what trophy room is. I guess it's a brand. Um, it says trophy rooms must much anticipated air Jordan five is finally scheduled to release this weekend ahead of the launch. We get a closer official look of the sneaker, which Marcus Jordan reveals Marcus Jordan is inspired by his dad, Michael Jordan's trophy room. Oh, that's his son. I didn't fucking know that. Um, these look so dope. There's a blue pair that's limited, like pretty fucking limited. And then there's a red pair, which is like friends and family. There's like under a, th a thousand pairs. But the little details, the cork on the insole, the custom logo, that's the trophy room logo on the insole you could see here. Um, little shit like that gets me fucking rock hard. The packaging is custom. I think there's a, like a blue box. Yeah. There's this blue box right here. That's got the, the, I don't know whose signature that is, but, uh, they just look so dope. And the bottom of this, this is why I love this Jordan five. A lot of Jordan fives, the Oreos, the fire reds, the grapes, they have that icy sole. It's kind of why Jordan fives. It's like a part of a Jordan five silhouette. And, the icy sole tends to get fucking yellow and like brown and gross after a few years of wearing them or just being out in the oxygen for so long. Uh, it's I think it's called it like oxidizes it or some shit. I don't know. It makes it fucking yellow. But on this shoe, it, the ice is yellow on it. And I think they did that because it's meant as a collector's item. So they know that they're just going to sit there. And rather than letting them get yellow over time, they're just like, fuck it. Let's rock this yellow sole style. And I really appreciate that because now I can wear these the first day or the fucking 800th day and it's not going to look different because the sole was always that color. Um, I think these are dope. There's also a red pair. These look exactly like the Raging Bulls, which I think is kind of like supposed to be a remake of them. But the Raging Bulls, by the way, were one of my favorite shoes of all time, um, especially when it comes to Jordans. But the fucking suede on these shoes, it looks so goddamn nice. Like, you can't even... The, the fucking video doesn't do it justice, man. I don't know if you could see that. Let's get a fucking... We're trying to get some uppy closey time here. Shout out to... Shout out to Grim Green. <laughs> I don't know. You can't see it. But the suede looks buttery as fuck. It looks like some thick Ferrari 14 style suede. And I'm all fucking for that. Um, I really wish I could get my hands on the friends and family pair. I did order the blue pair in my size, a 10 and a half. So if anybody wants them, no, I'm probably not going to sell them. If anybody wants these, let me know. I can get your size. I do have a guy. I just spit. I do have a guy that can get these for me, but, um, they're about 400 bucks right now. Price is like kind of fluctuating above and beyond 400, um, because they just released and everyone's going to start getting their pairs. But yeah, I think those are dope. The red pair is like $4,000, so I'm not even trying for those. Here's, this is like a picture that went around. It's a new Grape Retro 5. They also have those yellow Michigan ones. I don't know if like it's going to be the year of the Retro 5 in 2020 or like starting now, but there's an alternate grape colorway that's all purple. It's got a black sole with teal on those little fucking, the little spikes are teal there. 
Uh, I think these look like shit. I bet you these are going to be a fucking flop. When I see a shoe like this, I just see like, I just see a Team Jordan in Foot Locker, and I hate Team Jordans, so not a fan of these. They're supposed to be releasing the Black Grapes again in 2020 as well, and I think those will be fire. I think people love Black Grapes, White Grapes, but all grape is too much grape, and we're not fucking doing that. Uh, let's see, the next one. These are the official pictures for the Jordan 1 SB collab. These did release already, I believe. Um, oh, no, they didn't release. 24th and 25th is when they were coming out. But I know that people have them in hand, at least in Chicago. The outside, here's what I don't get, okay? It's purple and yellow, right? Purple and yellow. But there's like this red trim, which I think is that the purple and yellow rubs off like the Lance Mountains or whatever the fuck they were. The purple and yellow rubs off and then they're a Chicago Retro 1 colorway, which is like red, black, and white. But like red and yellow is not going to look good. Like purple and red and yellow is not going to look good. So like I'm wondering how the transition phase is going to go for these shoes. Is it going to look good or is it going to be like fucked, you know? And I also think that it takes a long time for that purple and yellow to rub off. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a fan of them. I'm definitely getting them. But, and if you guys need them, let me know because I could do a pre-order on them. I don't know my final prices. I think it's like 450 bucks, but I need to double check so that might be wrong. I think they're dope. I think the Nike SB on the tongue is dope. I think the shoe is dope. I love the Retro 1. I love the SB look. It's going to be great, but uh, I just don't know how the, like the purple to red phase. I don't know how that's going to go. Dude, so many people are probably thinking, what the fuck is that behind you? Um, and then we're going to do the last little review here. Let me get a picture up in the background. <sighs> Why am I fucking nasally this episode? Why do I have to be like that? Doesn't that suck for you guys? Okay, now the lighting looks like fucking shit. All right, now we're going to do the Travis Scott in-hand review. This is the Travis Scott Retro Ones. You guys have seen these all over the internet, I'm sure. Uh, they were extremely hyped up. They were selling for like $2,000 a month ago. Uh, it's Travis Scott and Retro One, obviously. This is part of like the Cactus Jack fucking collab or whatever the fuck they're doing, which I still don't understand how he has the rights to the name Cactus Jack because isn't that fucking Mick Foley? You know, I don't, I don't get it. I'm not a big Travis Scott fan at all. I think his shoes are dope. I think his music is atrociously bad, but... Um, I don't know how, like, why is he Cactus Jack? Someone explain to me. I should ask Carter because he fucking knows. But this is how, this is how quality the suede is on these. When you could fucking run your finger across and you could see like literal fucking stripes, you see that? The camera's actually picking it up very well. Um, when you could do that, you know it's some quality suede. It's soft and you can literally like move the fucking material one way and it's going to make a different color. Not different color, but you know what I mean. Uh, these are extremely nice quality. It's soft leather throughout the whole thing. It's pebble leather, but it's not, it's confusing. It's not that tumbled leather that was on a bread, like the bread toes. The bread toes, it was soft leather, but they were so soft that it like, it was like crumbly to me, in my opinion. Um, these are soft leather, but it's like, it's a little bit more firm. I don't know if it's confusing to say or like whatever. The swoosh looks super dope on the outside. They are awesome shoes. And on the back, it's like, I didn't know this when I saw the pictures, but there's a little pocket here. I think it's for weed, 
but I don't really know. I thought that was, I always thought that that's the thing. It's like you could put a bag of weed in here, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's for fucking Skittles. Uh, there's a Velcro strap here, or it's not even a strap. The whole upper heel of the shoe opens up and there's this like mesh or like vinyl inside and then it closes back up with the uh, fucking Velcro. So you could put some shit in there. I think that's super dope. It's always the little things about shoes that make me fucking horny. Um, <laughs> not literally. It's like what I love about them. I am kind of upset because like, look at the insole. The insole is just like regular insole. So that's not that cool. I think they could have done something. I think the other one actually might have the Cactus Jack logo, which if it does, then good. Then I'm going to be happier. But... We're going to find out now. Yeah, the other insult does have the Cactus Jack logo. So you, they get three points out of ten for creativity on the insoles, which isn't really that good. But uh, I love that they have this little logo on the back that's like a stitching. Why am I like, why am I like spitting when I talk? That's a dope logo. I fuck with that. I, I don't know if that's his thing. Uh, also on the tongue, there's this Nike Air and then there's this Cactus Jack on both sides, which that's dope. Another little thing. They really did kill this fucking collab. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on it just because the insoles. On the outside, I give this shoe like a nine and a half out of ten. Um, I think they're fire. I think the definitely the quality is out of this fucking world. There's also that like cactus jack here that you could see. I still hate this swoosh though. It should have been this reverse swoosh on the inside and the outside of the shoe. So those are just little complaints. Now they give you four fucking lace bags, which is dope because you literally have five options. You have black, you have pink, there's white, red, and then a dark brown. Big fan of that. I've seen all of them on feet. I've seen everyone wear red. I've seen everyone wear, like I've seen all the colors on foot. And I got to say the pink looks the fucking best. And I know that it's weird because the red on the Nike tongue might clash with it a little bit, but the pink looks so fucking clean, like brown, pink, and white. I don't know. I just think the colors look super clean together. So I would say go with pink or black. Usually I just keep the stock laces. I'm not a big fan of like changing it up, but with these, I would probably do pink if I was to wear them. Uh, I do have a personal pair for myself that I'm probably going to keep for a while, but I don't know. You know, they're dope. I'm not a big Travis Scott fan though. And I don't think other people are either. Like I know a guy that ordered these from me and he's like fucking 48. There's no way he listens to Travis Scott. But well, I mean, I guess there is a way, but I don't fucking know. This is where I start saying stupid shit. And then it's clearly the end of the podcast. Uh, these are dope. It's also a brown box. If you can't tell, I'll show you this real quick. Instead of like the black Nike box, it's all brown which I appreciate, you know, they're doing something different. They could have done something better though, you know, but we're not going to, I'm not going to be too greedy here. The shoes are great, high quality, everything that they promised you quality and a fucking dope, unique style. They delivered it. So nine, 9.5 out of 10 on those. Now I'm going to fucking go eat some food and, uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. I'm sorry this is a long episode. I hope you enjoy the Q&As and especially when they get to be this type of fucking style. But um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Sorry if I was a little bit raunchy, but hey, go get fucked in your asshole because at least you know now, know how to now. Know now how to. All right. <laughs>